This this is the Impressions Exchange Podcast. Impressions Exchange Podcast. Where all topics impacting the graphic imaging and printing industry are addressed via in-depth news coverage, analysis, and timely interviews. Hi, I'm Denise Gustafson, Editorial Director for Printing United Alliance and the guest host for this special Printing Impressions podcast series in celebration of Women's History Month, highlighting the women in the printing industry. During this series, I'll have the opportunity to talk with women from all segments of the industry about their experiences and their journey as a woman in the printing industry. So today, it's my pleasure to welcome Kristen Hampton. She's Director of Print and Mail Management for the Michigan Department of Technology, Management and Budget for the State of Michigan. That's a really long title, but hopefully I got it all right. So welcome, Kristen. Thank you. It's nice to be here. So I guess to get us started, can you tell me a little bit about what you do for the state of Michigan? Absolutely. Uh, we are the state implant print and mail facility. So we do a little bit of everything. We, we do have a full digital shop as well as a full mail room. We, we do any number of things. We do books, we do training materials. We do a lot of uh, transactional print checks and correspondence for different programs that um, we have a print to post feature that we, we receive the files overnight. They're printed on our third shift and they go into the mail stream the same day. So we do a lot of, a lot of different things. Very, very unique. Very, very cool. Certainly keeps you busy. Absolutely. So how long have you been um, in the printing industry or with the state of uh, state of Michigan? I almost said Wisconsin for some reason, but it's not Wisconsin. It's Michigan. Michigan. <laughs> um, actually, I've, I've been with the state of Michigan for 28 years. Oh, awesome. I've, I've been um, I've been with print and graphic services, printing services, print and mail management, lots of different names over the years, um, those 28 years. I really started out as a, as a temp and was fortunate enough to be hired in full-time doing typesetting. And then I've, I've had six, seven, eight, nine different types of roles throughout the years until I've reached the point where they merged the two areas together and uh, made me the director. So Awesome. Typesetting. Wow. That takes us back. Yes, it does. Yes. It, it's a, uh, and some days I'd like to go back to that, you know, <laughs> yes. some days uh, it, you'd like to go back and, and, and start over and say, oh, you know, I, I'll take a less stressful day. Let's just go back there and do the, my typesetting. And it, it was fun. I enjoyed it. It's, it's where I got my start and it's where my, my, my first love is. So, so you said you started as a temp, what were you planning to do before that, I mean, was print what you really wanted to do or how does that all work? You know, I, I think I got lucky. I, I have a degree from Michigan State University in journalism. So I had just graduated and I was looking for some type of position uh, in, in, in a journalism field mm-hmm. or marketing. And this temp job kind of came up to kind of fill in uh, while I was still looking. And I found I really liked it. I liked the, the people. I liked the work. And I was I was fortunate that person who I was filling in for decided to uh, become a stay-at-home mom and, and didn't come back to work. And I was able to, to get that position. So you know, I, I thought I was going to end up in a totally different field and uh, didn't, didn't work out that way. And I, I couldn't be happier about it. Which is great. What was the really thing that, what really drew you to uh, working within the, the print industry? You know, I, I think it, it was just the variety Mm-hmm. And the, the, you know, the technology is, technology has changed so much from when I, 
I first began uh, with the, you know, make it the negatives and make the plates and so much has changed. But I, I think being able to watch something from where I started in the typesetting part to watch it run through the entire process and have a finished piece go out that, you know, I think that there was, uh, it, it was, you could kind of see the entire, the entire process and see that finished product and go, wow, you know, that is so cool. And I, I think it, it kind of hooked me from the beginning. Yeah, I can understand that. I mean, just the creative process and seeing that finished piece at the end, there's a certain pride that that's part of it. It's very <laughs> fulfilling just to be able to see that finished piece at the end, you know, all the work that you put into it. Absolutely. So throughout your career, and you know, you have many different positions within the implant, obviously, have you, has there been any one or anything that's really influenced you over the years? I, I think every, every role I've had has provided me with a lot of, a lot of information to, to take into my next role. So I, um, I started as a typesetter then I became the supervisor of the, the typesetters. And so that put me into a management role. Mm-hmm. And then I, you know, then I became a, a printing consultant. And so every, every role, I think, gave me the experience and the knowledge. And I, I liked to learn everything I could. I, I feel that, you know, the, the more you learn, the more invaluable you are. And so I, I, I would take whatever I could get and, and learn it. And then try and, you know, apply it to whatever role or whatever task I was doing. I was very fortunate in many ways that I had, I had really good management, mm-hmm. um, especially early on um, in a primarily male dominated field. I, I had a very, um, I had a very forward thinking manager who probably saw more potential in me than I saw in myself. And so he, he made sure that he helped me along the way and, kind of guided me as, as a mentor and made sure to, to push my name around and make sure that other people knew that this is, this is where he thought the future could be. And, I, and he told me that when he retired and I'm like, well, it seems like, um, you know, a, a, a lot of weight on my shoulders and it really wasn't cause he made it, he, he really, like I said, saw more potential in me than I probably saw myself at the time. That's awesome to have a mentor like that, that really was looking out for you and willing to invest his time and energy and to really help you along as you were moving through, you know, as you were going through your career. Absolutely. He hundred percent would, uh, would have your, your back and he would, he would make sure that he, he was there and he'd explain, he, he taught me things that were well above the level I was at, but so I would, I would have the knowledge um, so mm-hmm. that if it came to a point where I needed it, that, I had that that background in the the finances of how how state government works and the, some of the some of the politics and just some of the things that as a typesetter I wouldn't know about but as as a supervisor or manager I might need to know more about so he would take the time to show me how that worked and explain it to me I I, I owe a lot to him and he certainly helped you as you progressed because learning stuff about the politics of working with government and printing mm-hmm. services and all of that. Yeah. You didn't need to know that as a typesetter, but yeah. he knew he saw in you the potential to be a leader, to teach you that other things that you would need down the road. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Which is kind of amazing and awesome at the same time. So you're very amazing. fortunate. Yes, very much. I guess a question for you about the implant itself. How large is the implant? And I guess what's your mix currently 
male, female? Is it still a lot of, is it a lot of guys? Is it pretty 50, 50? We, um, we have 65 employees. Okay. Um, they're split pretty much 35, 30, um, as far as male and print, mm-hmm. I would say we're still primarily uh, male dominated, uh, but we do have maybe, maybe 20% are females. Okay. We try and hire whoever is going to fit, but we don't get a lot of, we don't get a lot of women who apply for the jobs more than anything. And that makes it more of a challenge to, to bring that mix, you know, better balance. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the question then is like, how do we attract more women in? How do we get that word out that this is a great career option? I, I think we have to start earlier and we need to, you know, get into the high schools and get into um, school programs so that, you know, even uh, community college programs, so people can, can understand what type of jobs are available because, you know, just because you're a, a print operation doesn't mean that all you're going to do is, you know, push buttons and run paper through printers. I mean, there's, there's so many different jobs and so much opportunity in that type of field. I I really think that not everybody, not everybody wants to go to college and that Mm -hmm. it's not a good fit for everybody. And this is a a career that you can, you can do without, without needing college that we can, we can train you. And there's just a wealth of opportunity and, and it's, it's a good job and it's fun and you, you get to see that finished product. I still think, you know, the bottom line, being able to see what you've done is mm-hmm. amazing. And also, especially because you're an implant with the government, there's always going to be paper. There's always going to be printing. So it's very stable as well. In that regard, there's always going to be going to be a need for print in some way, shape or form. Yes. Now, years ago, we did, we did experience when the, the economy took a downturn. I think everyone rethought what are we going to do? State agencies, we printed lots of newsletters and things that when the economy is bad, they don't print. So we had to kind of shift directions as well and say, okay, well, that newsletter now, that dreaded internet's taking another job from us, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because they put it all online. But now we, we're back in a position now where we know that they're printing what they have to print. There's not a lot of fluff yeah. um, being printed anymore. So we, we do, we feel like it's a very stable uh, situation to be in right now. Mm-hmm. And, and you're right. State government's always going to have, have print. And that's something that kind of a selling point for us uh, to uh, attract people in, you know, in state government has, you get good benefits and lots of other little perks that not, not every organization is able to offer. Mm-hmm which is good. And honestly, that's what a lot of people are looking for. They're looking for those, the benefits. Yes. Salary is an important piece of it, but what are the other benefits? Work-life balance. Is there other programs or other things they could take advantage of? What are the, the add-ons that really help it to be, to be the career that people are looking for? Right. Yeah. And we, we can offer a, a lot of, a, a lot of those types of, of, of items. I mean, we, you've got, You've got you know, just good benefits and good you know, holidays off and just uh, we have state-of-the-art equipment. We provide training. It's a very safe environment. Mm-hmm. We, we try and make it as optimal of a place to work as possible. And I think one of the things that's sad about 
how the printing industry is perceived by most people is that it's an old industry. It might be a dirty industry, but like you said, you have state of the art presses. It's not like when we first started in the industry, you know, you're not playing with big open tubs of ink and, you know, it's so different than what it was years ago in terms Mm -hmm. of cleanliness and safety, as you said, as well. It's a whole different story. Totally different story. We we are completely digital now. Mm-hmm. We don't even have, you know, it used to be you could walk in the building and you'd, you'd smell that, the, the ink. And, you know, yep. now you don't. But we have equipment that runs faster than 25 years ago you would have ever imagined. And we're putting out color prints that are nearly press quality coming off a toner-based machine. So, you know, the technology changes, it changes what you do. And yet it's all, it's all so much of a, I'm not sure how to, how how to say it, but it's just, it's, it's a fun experience to, Mm -hmm. to go through. And I think that's not communicated enough because maybe that's why we don't get also as many women because they're like, Oh, it's, you know, I like, you know, not that, women are, you know, vain or anything, but, you know, we get manicures. We, we don't want to break nails and, you know, that's, yes, that's a girl thing. But at the same point, I mean, I still remember one owner that I talked to last year. She's like, I get a manicure every week. I have long nails. She goes, I don't worry about that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. She goes, cause you know, years ago, yes, that was something I had to worry about. But now she goes, that's not even a concern. I can do my job. However, doesn't matter. Right. And I I think that, you know, that that that's part of the the dynamic that the the women in, in that kind of career. I, I do I do think we we don't focus enough on on what the job really can be and what it is versus versus you're right maybe the the dispelling some of the myths mm-hmm. that you know we're we're not in you know 1975 on those old web presses and different different types of uh, equipment that was really dirty. I mean, we, the job's physical in our shop. I mean, you're moving paper and, but you're, you're not, you're not getting dirty in the old traditional way that people would, would think. And yeah, I, I do. I, I think if we started earlier showing people what, what the job really was and how it works and what to, what they could ex- expect, I think you'd find more people wanting to give it a try. And realizing, oh, wait, there is something for this that I can do, that yes. I can be part of. So much opportunity and so many different different things to do. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm- with you as a director, obviously, most of your staff is male. Have you had any resistance with leading men? Has there, you know, how do you, and if so, how do you deal with that? Or is it just really a, a non-starter? It's just, yep, I'm the boss and that's that. You know, I, I think early on when I first became a supervisor, I I didn't have trouble as much with the other managers, maybe a little bit. They, you know, when I when I was made a supervisor initially, it was all men and mm-hmm. me. And you know, they were all a little older. And so they treated me like like their their daughter. Yeah. And sometimes a little dismissive and sometimes, you know, but I I I can I can roll with things. And so I I would stand my ground when I needed to, but I, I think is that that trying to make that role my own. I, I think that was probably one of my my biggest mistakes is trying to lead and supervise these men like I was being supervised. And I I think if nothing else, I learned over time that 
I have to, I have to be myself and they're, you know, I'm just going to write people up or I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to raise my voice or, you know, let them know that I'm being, I'm serious. Didn't, didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that wasn't, wasn't who I was, I guess, you know, I kind of want to be my authentic self maybe. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I found that while well, I still would encounter some resistance from some of my, the older employees that didn't really know why they had to report to a woman, but I eventually, you know, they, they, they came around and we, we had a good, a good relationship and, you know, and now I, I have a good relationship with all of them. I'm, I don't, they don't have any real resistance to what I, what I'm proposing, you know, not, not because I'm a woman, maybe because they don't like the policy, but not, not in, not because I'm a, I'm a woman and they're not, and they're, they're men. So. Yeah. In that case, it's two different things. It's a policy issue, not a gender issue. Exactly. And it is interesting too, because like when you said, when you first became a supervisor, you were the one woman among a group of men and a group of older men. Yes. How important would it have been for you to have a woman in that position before you? Well, you know, there, there was a woman in the position before. Okay. Um, She, and she was my supervisor. I took her role when she retired. Okay. And she, they didn't treat her the same. And for example, they had a parking spots. All the supervisors were supposed to be able to park in these spots, except for her. She didn't get to, she had to park in the regular lot. It's little things. Yes. They, they really were very, very dismissive of, of her. And they, you know, I heard the, the, you know, the, the back and forth, you know, well, you know, she's just upset about this, you know, you know how women are. And, but at a certain point when she retired and I, I came in in that, that role still as the only woman still, I think that they stood my ground on the things that mattered. And I, I think I, I garnered their respect, Mm -hmm. even though I said they, they still, thought of me as their, their daughter. <laughs> and, and, you know, it worked um, mm-hmm. in that situation. In some cases, it's not bad, especially if they're willing to teach you what you don't know, or help right. you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if they start being dismissive, that's, that's a different story too. Yes, absolutely. But it is interesting. There's a lot of stereotypes when it comes to women, you have the working mom, which could be dismissive as well. Oh, she works, you know, she has kids, she is works, you know, certain hours. She's not really in this. It's, it's kind of like you're, she's not really in this seriously. Mm-hmm. And there's also, you know, women can be very, and sometimes maybe it's aggressive or assertive, which mm-hmm. can be seen negatively as well. Or as you said, they could be very dismissive. How do you approach that kind of stereotype? You know, I, I think that um, probably the, the stereotype that I, I think I, I most remember is, is being a real negative and it, it, it bothered me mm-hmm. was the, the working mom. Yeah. I I've got three kids, you know, 23, 20 and 12. I had time, time off was hard to get. And if, it, yeah. and if I, you know, if the kids were sick, it was a roll of the, you know, the roll of the eyes and, oh, you know, she's always gone. Someone, is. and, you know, at the same time, I, I, I don't regret that I had to do these things for my kid, my mm-hmm. kids. And I took the time, but I, I, I do know that it took me kind of pushing back a little bit. And at one point I, I had a manager who he'd never taken a day off for a sick kid in his whole career. His wife was a stay at home mom. So she, so he, he didn't understand it. Yeah. 
And I, I did have to, at some point, have the conversation with them that, look, I can't be here, you know, when my two-year-old has an ear infection and he's got a fever, he can't, you know, I, I can't be here. And I'm, I, you, I, I need you to understand and I need you to stop complaining about mm-hmm. it to everybody else because that's what he did. Oh, she's never here. Oh, you know, it, and it's that, it's, it's that disrespect. He would never have said the same thing about a male. That had to do it. Mm-hmm. Definitely that dynamic is something that I remember so clearly. And I'm very, I'm very conscientious of it now. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm people have families and your family needs to come first. And I fully on board. If you've got to, if you've got to go, you've got to go, you know, see you tomorrow. Hope, hope they feel better. Yeah. I can't leave my two-year-old home with a fever. I'm sorry. Right. You know, <laughs> and no, I'm not going to bring I, him into the, not going to bring him into the office sitting on my hip either. Cause that's right. not going to be beneficial either. That was just one of the things that I, I think I experienced. And I thought I would, I could never do that to somebody, mm-hmm. put them in that position. So yeah, always, uh, it's been a lot of, a lot of different things over the years and lots of different uh, manage management styles that, mm-hmm. that we all learn from. How hard was it for you as a mother to balance your responsibilities to the family and your responsibilities to job? I, I like to say I did a good job balancing it and I continue to, but I also think oftentimes I I would think that maybe I was fully engaged with my kids doing, you know, whatever it is going to lacrosse. But, you know, I, I at the back of my mind, I'm, I'm thinking about something going on at work or I'm sitting at the game, softball game, and I'm answering emails and I, I'm not, you know, in, in some ways I feel like I, I did a disservice to my kids, although they're perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but the I well adjusted um, all good. Yeah. All good. You know, but, I, but I do think, you know, that if I had to do it over, I would probably try and, you know, make the balance a little bit closer to 50, 50, 60, mm-hmm. 40 to my, to my kids benefit. And it's something that's hard because rearing children, yes, it's on both parents, but a lot of times it's it's the the female, the woman mm-hmm. that a lot of it falls to signing off on the permission slips and packing the lunches and right. Yeah. It's, it's a, a lot of things that go into your day before your day even starts. Yeah. And, and you get home and there's homework and there's you know sports and there's just everything else that comes with dinner. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. there, there's just so much that happens. And, and, you know, I do think that typically it's the woman who takes on that role of responsibility. Yeah. And then the question is, is that, is that changing? Is it their partners or husband stepping in more? Is that helping? I don't have any kids, so I can't really speak on that, Mm -hmm. but I know if that's something that's gotten better over the years, or maybe management has been better about some of it as well. I think it's probably a, a combination of both. Okay. I, I think that um, a lot of my employees now who have young children are very engaged and very, the kids are sick. They, it's their turn. They take turns or mm-hmm. we have a lot more flexibility as well since, since the pandemic, as far as a lot of my employees have the ability to work from home, not the production floor people, but some of the, uh, my analysts and different things, you know, so if, if something comes up, they can, they can do that. So I, I can offer some of that flexibility, but I, mm-hmm. I think that the younger generation that's coming up, I think is much more engaged in participating and raising their kids than, than perhaps my husband at the time was. <laughs> you know? 
a lot of it is also is like how were you know how were they raised how were you know you your husband how were they raised they were raised right. a certain way and a lot right. of time that's just instilled down mm-hmm. oh that's how my parents did it but now like you said we are seeing the younger generation take more of an interest and in being more a partnership yes absolutely for the family and take you know taking turns oh, it's my turn that way it's not falling just on one person which i think is a lot it's better for everybody across the board. Yeah, it absolutely is. And that, that is exactly what I'm seeing. So I, and I think that that's the right thing to, to happen. So mm-hmm. I agree. So kind of getting to just the industry as a whole, we kind of talked about it a little bit at the beginning. What is it, if you could tell anybody one thing about the printing industry that you wish that they would know, what would that be? I think that I would want people to know that it, it's, it's a great career. Mm-hmm. And to to always want, I guess, to to look at the opportunities that are there. I just don't think that spelled out often enough and clearly enough for people that there's so many different ways to go in a in a print uh, print operation in a mail operation, and so much so so much opportunity. I'd like people to be more engaged and learn about this this field because it's never going to go away. Mm-hmm. There's always, there's always going to be a need for some print and we're, we're struggling, I think, trying to find people in, in this industry. And I, I do think that we need to maybe try and do a little bit better job of recruiting them. Yeah. I mean, in some ways we might, a lot of print shops are, are, are involved with such fantastic marketing programs and, you know, they print and they work for, you know, especially if you're looking at some of the print for pay, they work with some of the top brands in the industry and some of the fantastic marketing that they do, but we don't necessarily as an industry do a lot of promotion on our own. Right. And, and I think too, that, um, that we have graphic designers and we have a lot of people, I get lots of inquiries about internships and different things. And mm-hmm. it's certainly something that we can, we can do. And I, I think that part of what they need to learn is that being a graphic designer, they, they need to learn the piece of the graphic design that goes with the print. And I, I think that that's part of, part of it. Everyone wants to, everyone wants to be a graphic designer and yet they don't necessarily understand what, what that means once it leaves their, their computer and they're done with it. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that we bring people through and we show them the process and I, I think they get a, a better understanding. They're more, well-rounded graphic designer. So I, I, I think that, you know, that graphic designers, we need to kind of focus on them as well. Yeah. And bring I, them on. I agree. Cause I mean, a graphic designer, they can create a beautiful brochure and then it just, they, it leaves their desk. They move on to the next thing, but do they know how the color or the tint of the paper impacts what they've created and the colors yeah. that they've created? If it's, too yellow or too blue or how is that going to impact how it looks or if there's gloss or is it matte is there spot you know spot varnish are you doing anything fancy Uh all of these things impact (laughs) then what light are they going to be looking at it is it going to be outside is it inside is it fluorescent is it incandescent so many different things can go into how a print product looks at the end right and then to try to figure out how to train them to understand all of those nuances Exactly. That, that should be part of their, their training. But mm-hmm. I, I also think it's something that print operations can also assist in, in, in helping people to, to learn that. 
once you once you understand the entire process, you know, you'll never go back. It's just a you'll love it and it just stays with you. Mm -hmm. And for those designers, if they know the capabilities of the machines as well, if they know the die cuts and the things that can be done, some of the fancier finishing, they can design with those in mind. Exactly. Yes. And they can be more creative and they can be more, it could just be more. Yeah. It, it just gets better and better. The more, the more, you know. Yep, exactly. So my final question as we're rolling and kind of finishing up is what advice would you give to young women entering the printing industry? Knowing what you know, you know, with your 28 years of experience, what would you tell them now? I would tell them to, to be flexible, to be patient, to learn absolutely everything they can. Never pass up an opportunity because, you know, I, I, I believe that you make yourself invaluable. People see that you're, you're learning, you're engaged, that you, you want to want to take that next step and just never, never look back, learn, learn from everything, adapt. And I, I think that, you know, you'll find yourself in a, a great career. Kristen, thank you so much for your time today. You're very I welcome. Thank really you. appreciate it. And I really enjoyed our conversation. I think we could probably go on for like an hour and <laughs> keep talking about stuff, but I know we both don't have that time. Yes. Well, thank you so much. I, I appreciate the opportunity.